the amount of people that must be going, oh, I could do what fucking, oh, I could do what Jamie does, oh, fucking, I could, contact, I could do that, I can lift better. Fucking shut up, you knobhead. Because actually, what you've not got is you've tried to skip the steps, right? The reason that you are the package that you are is because of all the fucking hard graft you've put in and the consistency. And that's the bit that people don't do, consistency. Consistency, consistency. I've been going to the gym for eight years now. Why don't I look like Jamie Alderson? There's a reason for that. Right, there's a fucking reason for that, and that's down to me. It's not down to Jamie Alderton, and which is what we end up fucking doing. Is oh, well, he's cheating. Fucking shut up talking, right? You're not prepared to do what it fucking takes, and that is why I'm a 45 year old lad with fucking who breathes in when I present, right? Because I can't be arsed dieting. That's the reality of it. But I'm in a better position than I once was, and this goes back down to be your own competition. We can't all be Alan Sugar. We can't all be Richard Branson. We can't all be Jamie Alderson. We can't all be Brad Burton. But what we can be is a fucking better version of ourselves. Oh, let's go. Let's fucking go, Jamie. It's on. I'm ready to play now. Put me in the game now. I came here to prove it. I'm ready to do it. I can't be afraid now. Put me on the stage now. I'm ready to rage now. I feel like an animal stuck in a cage and I'm ready to break out. My time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop this time like the last time. You better get ready to race it. I'm ready to do this. Show you what the truth is. I step on the field. It's time to get real. I'm feeling so ruthless. So, ladies and gents, I am very, very excited today for two reasons. Well, more than two reasons, to be honest. I have with me not only the UK's number one motivational business speaker, but also number two, the only guest to appear three times mm-hmm. on the Mindset with Muscle podcast. Ladies and gents, it gives me incredible pleasure to introduce to you Mr. Brad Burton. Brad, how are you? Hey, Jamie, Jamie, Jamie. Third time lucky. Listen, I am delighted. Like, honestly, you know, episode 53 was the last time I was on. And without question, uh, you know, fucking hundreds of podcasts out there, but without question, if there was one that somebody said to me, hey, best one ever, it was at episode 53. Now, can we can can we bring that same fire now? Oh, we'll yes. Soon find out. Well, fortunately, and I'll, I'll tell the audience because they're going to be listening to this anyway, but <laughs> I pressed record before I picked up the call because I knew... <laughs> Third time, this is exactly what happens. And it's funny because I went on to Skype to obviously do this and it said yeah. last time I spoke to you was exactly one year ago, one year. which is yep. exactly the last time we did the podcast. So it, this seems to be an annual thing with us. It's Lovely getting just before Christmas, just before <laughs> yeah. the end of the year. And we kind of do yeah. our end of year review yeah. every year. So we might as well just you know, finish off so, the year. Let me, let me ask you a question, Jamie. How did you end up, you know, how did you stumble across me? How did we disconnect? Because this is fucking odd, isn't it? Let's be, let's be quite clear here. Because we don't stay in contact. We don't. We don't stay in contact over on social medias. But when we connect, it's like, fucking, come on, let's have it. Where did it all start? Um, it all started from me hearing you on London Real with Brian. Mm. And I remember going on a power walk and cracking up. Um, and I was just like, this is brilliant. And I think Amazing. That's, that's where we got that connect. And, um, Lovely. And I believe that was kind of May, June, 2000 and maybe, I think it was 2015. Right. Um, and then, of course, my first launch of Mindset with Muscle. I was that's like, it. I need, I need someone, I need someone that's going to really set the tone for this, for this podcast. And, 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 and Jamie, and speaking mono as well, if I recall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's, an, that's another thing. I didn't have a clue how to launch a podcast. I, the first, th- first thing, as with anything, is tell people... Mm-hmm that you're launching something or doing something because then you're like, shit, now I've got to do it. So it took me yep. two weeks to figure it out. Thought I'd figured it out. Got you on. 
recorded it in mono i think no, in stereo so it you know if you were listening with some beats by dre it would probably Serious. be the most motivational podcast ever because it would be as if brad's in one ear and i'm in the other and they're talking Nuts. um so yeah i mean but i completely messed it up got it up and it became the number one podcast it? yeah number one podcast in the uk health charts so jamie let me tell you something here's the thing an expert is someone that has made all the mistakes in a particular niche field when it comes to podcasting you made them all when it comes to bodybuilding you made them all when it comes you see that's what makes you an expert people are so scared of making a decision in case it's a mistake well let me tell you something right a mistake is only a mistake after the event up until that point is the correct fucking decision and this is the reason i'm an expert when it comes to speaking or freaking business or whatever is because i've made all the mistakes and I'm not afraid of making them. As long as you learn from them, it's not a mistake. If you choose to make that that, that mistake twice, that's a fucking decision. Exactly. And Brad, for those of you um, who are listening to this who don't know who you are, who have not listened to the other two podcasts, could you give us the quick fire Brad Burton story in, in less than a minute? Yeah, of course I can. Right. So I was born in 1973. My dad left when I was six months old. My mum brought me up as a single parent and uh, we moved 14 times from the age of, I think it was 12 till 16. Anyway, look, I left school, no qualifications and uh, I got into the rave scene and then uh, back in 1995, I got two bullets through my window, ended up moving away from, from, from Salford, Manchester and I remember walking down Western Supermare High Street, which is where I moved to, kicking a can and I had no one to kick it back to me. I was alone and that was, I don't know, 24 years ago, whatever it was. Uh, done four years on benefits, I've, um, I've got no qualifications, got shot at when I was about to say 21. Oh, that's right. Now I run a multi-million pound business and uh, I've written four business books, highest rated business author on, 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 on Amazon. And also a motivational speaker. I get booked by JCB, Bentley, uh, The Business Show, uh, Screwfix, all these big companies anyway, these national organized Costa. Um, so somewhere along the way, what I've managed to do is from this, this very <laughs> loose, rough, street kid base, I've managed to create myself a niche within a field. And what is that? People, oh, you know, the other thing I forgot, Jamie. I forgot. I started the company for networking, which is the National Business Networking Organization. We run over 5,000 business networking meetings across the UK. I forgot about that. <laughs> so, 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 genuinely, somewhere along the way, somewhere along the way, I am just a street kid, right? Like, really, with low, in, not low intelligence, but low academic qualifications and what have you. And I've turned my life around, and if I can turn my life around, then anyone listening to this can turn their life around. Because here's the thing, Jamie: every single decision that your audience and those people that are listening to this, every single decision that you've made in your life to this point has brought you to this podcast. Why do you believe that? It's because of the next fucking eight hours, joking, of the next twenty minutes, half hour, whatever. We are going to change your focus, change your direction positively forever. Oh yes, oh yes, and you know, Brad. It's very much a pattern disrupt because people have an envision in the head of what they need to be or who they need to be in order to achieve success. Mm. You know, they, they, as you said, suit pocket watch. Yeah, you know, three piece suit think, pocket watch. Yeah, they think they associate business with you know a big, a big desk, a big table, loads of people yeah. Yeah. sitting there ruffling papers, yeah, right. and you know, it's just getting that out of their head and saying, look. You know, you, you've got business wrong. You've got this concept. Mm. You know, business is something that like I say to people all the time. Business is something that solves problems. And guess yep. what? There's lots of problems to solve. True story. So, we know something, Jamie. Here's the thing with me. Anyone who goes and Googles me and looks what I look like, uh, you know, I, I, I've got shaved head, tattoos, uh, you know, wear jeans and trainers for a business. Even when I present, I, I, I do that. You know, uh, and people think, God, who's the who's drug dealer? I'm not a drug dealer, by the way. 
anymore. But we can all change, right? We can all change, and that's what it's about. It's all about changing. And every step of the way, I've been laughed at. When I started my business off uh, for networking back in 2006, I, I was told by the bank manager it'd never work. And if I'd have listened to that person, they'd have been absolutely right. Like I say, 5,000 business networking, thousands of members across the UK. When I started me, my first book, get, wrote my first book, Get Off Your Ass, I was told by a literary agent, you can't possibly call a book Get Off Your Ass. Why not? Well, it's an offensive title and you, you won't get it in Waterstones. Well, guess what? I, I published it anyway and I got it in Waterstones along with all the other books. When I said I'm going to become a motivational speaker, people said, you can't, you look like a drug dealer. I'm not a drug dealer, by the way anymore but you know the thing is it's great by the way can you just say something uh, you know bruce forsyth is what the points make jamie prizes right i'm not a drug dealer that's a bit what you say anymore jamie do, do it again oh. <laughs> honestly <laughs> we should have practiced we should have practiced no, no, we don't need to practice. let's do it i'm not a drug dealer anymore <laughs> you know what i've waited 45 years of my life to get myself a fucking catchphrase and it's funny because i was like i can't remember it was but i was 600 people and i did that and i did the like what the points making they all said prizes but you know i'm not a drug dealer anyway funny hilarious but listen i am uh, I'm, I'm living proof that we can all be a better version of ourselves and i'm also living proof that you don't have to do it the fucking way there is no book that says, well, there's lots of books tell you how to do business, but actually, not with my ingredients, right? Because here's the thing. If you look at me, my my my, my ingredients, street kid, a little bit wall, a little bit way, charismatic, the, 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 the risk taker, all these kind of things there. Nothing's changed from when I was a kid. The only thing that has changed is my recipe. So whatever ingredients that you've got, Jamie Alderton, or whatever your audience have got, whatever ingredients, I've got a face like a potato. There's nothing I can do about that. I've got a face like a potato. I can sit there whining, go, oh, I wish I looked like Jamie Alderson and had hair, but I fucking don't. Or what I can do is do, uh, get, do the best with what I've got, and that's what we've all got to do. We've all got to do the best with what we've got. And what we end up doing is we end up blaming Trump. We end up blaming Brexit. Actually, the reality is we need to start fucking blaming ourselves for where we are in our world. Because I could turn around and say, well, the reason I'm what I am is because I got locked to the coal shed by my dad when I was six. Or the teacher said I'd never amount to anything. Fucking stop whining. Stop fucking whining and start winning. And that starts with your mindset because I'm telling you something. Your biggest chance of success, your biggest vehicle of success is your brain and the way that you think about things. And if you imagine your brain, right, your brain, and it goes back down to you. You're a bodybuilder. You lift hard, right? I can't. I'm Mr. 12, 12 kg, kg uh, girls weights, trust me. Right? And I'm quite happy with that, right? So all the guys what are going to do the 44s, crack on. I'm happy with 12s and 14s, right? And this is what we've got to do. We've got to stop comparing ourselves to other people and be the best that we can be. So here's the thing, Jamie. Your brain is a muscle. Your brain is a muscle. And that's what you've captured in this entire podcast. Your brain is a muscle. So not only is it about the physical bit, but it's also about the mindset. You get that right? Because i tell you something. I'm 45 now, right? I didn't start my business till I was 31. 31. So last 14 years, I found my success. Before that, I was just a bum. Why? Because my programming was wrong. If you imagine your brain being like a hard drive, what is on that? Is it as an operating system? Is it negative? Is it jealousy? Is it all these kind of things hold you back? And what you've got to do is program yourself for success. Positive mindset, correct decisions, clear direction and high confidence. And if you can start loading them into your hard drive, loading them into your operating system, that's when shit starts to get good. Definitely, and, and it's exactly what you said there, Brad. You've got to take full responsibility for everything that happens in your life, even though, even though you know shit happens. You know, people get dealt a bad hand, and I, I love the oh. quote: "When it comes, when it comes to poker, people get dealt a shit hand, but that doesn't mean that you can't win the game." True. So, so it's just a James, case of changing your strategy. Let me tell you something. 
Worst day of my life, January the 2nd, 1995, two bullets went through my window. I moved away from Somerset to Manchester, sorry, from Manchester to Somerset, the, the home where I lived, right? I had to start afresh. Now, here's the thing I told you about walking down Western Superman High Street and kicking a can. I had no one to kick the can back. I was alone. Here's the thing now. If it wasn't for the worst day in my life, I wouldn't be talking to you now. Wouldn't have four books. Wouldn't have started four networking. Wouldn't be the UK's number one motivational business speaker. Right. But here is the thing. I'm also an ambassador for the Tourism Association in Somerset. So the worst day of my life and for your audience, I want you to think for a second about the worst days of your life. These two, the worst day in your life on the left, the best day of your life on your right. These two bookends on your life are now steering you down a path, you know, walk. Because I'm telling you something. Some good comes out of every fucking bad. Because let me just rewind as well. If it wasn't for the Second World War, you and I wouldn't be speaking right now because my granddad came over, he was a yank, knobbed me gran and then pissed back off to Virginia, thanks. But nonetheless, <laughs> right? Do you see what I'm saying? Fucking shut up for fuck's sakes. We've gone through two world wars on the scale of world war. How high is Brexit? It's like a one or a two. Get over it. Fucking, there's nothing you can do. What individuals need to do is start concentrating on the stuff that they can concentrate on. Forget worrying about the world. Worry about you and the way that you think and the way that you do shit in your world. Simple. Exactly, and, and something I say: is no one learned anything from a perfect week. You know, if you've, had, if you've had a sh- if you've had a shit week, that's probably the best thing you can have because you've learned from that mm. experience. And and it's exactly the same. When I used to coach people, I used to coach bodybuilders and athletes. And you changed, you changed, you've changed, Jamie. Yeah. You used to coach. They're... Fucking check you out, <laughs> Mr. Grenade. Fucking hell, get yourself on top of a tank, fella. Again, <laughs> go on. But you know, <laughs> the thing is. Coaching athletes and bodybuilders is the easiest thing in the world. Do you know why? Because you give them a piece of paper and they follow it to the letter. <laughs> so, you know, I don't learn anything from those clients. Right. Because they, they do everything that I ask them to do. The clients that I enjoy the most are the clients that don't follow the plan, the, the clients that struggle to adhere to those plan of action, the clients that aren't athletes and bodybuilders. Because I've got, I've got my hand up here, Jamie. You'd have, a fucking, <laughs> you'd have a tough day in the office with me, I promise you. Fuck me, be on me 12 inch. 12, 12 inch. <laughs> Sorry, I was talking about me being a set for a minute. It's 12 kg weights. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you see what I'm coming at there? It's just like I have learned more as a coach coaching people who are a lot more difficult, who struggle, mm. than people who just get what I'm about and just follow it to the letter. Jamie, and, it's, and it's a lot more rewarding as well. One of the things that I talk about or you know, is experience is what you win when you lose, when things don't go your way. And this is what's, what makes an expert. An expert is down to this whole stuff. Well, actually, it's, about, it's down to experience. You've dealt with a knobhead who says, I can't be bothered doing Oh, fuck you, Jamie. I'm not lifting that. Or I'm not doing it that way. Or I want to be, you know, you've dealt with that. So consequently, you know, you're in a better position to deal with it next time it comes around. And it makes that whole ability that anyone's success or failure, anyone's success or failure in any area of their life is going to be defined by their ability to make decisions. Want more success? Make better decisions. So fundamentally, when it comes to, and listen, fucking guilty as charged don't you worry about this mr fucking last night halloween fucking hell you know miniature heroes fucking all day long right <laughs> they're, dang- they're dangerous brad they're like 50 calories each and they're they so easy not, to smash Jamie, stop talking like that because listen apparently though if you eat them fast they don't fucking count right <laughs> no as i found last night with six of them apparently you just open them fast like 
boom, six of them down. They don't count, honestly. I've read something online about it. And that's the danger, Jamie. See, I realised... Every... Now, here's the thing, right? I used to be a proper BFC, big fat cunt, right? <laughs> and and to, the point, to the point where I got type 2 diabetes, how fucking stupid have you got to be to fucking eat yourself into type 2 diabetes? Now, I'd love to turn around and say, well, it's down to genetics. No, it's down to fucking, as you pointed out, cake retention, right? It's down to fast cake hands. I'll never forget that. Fast cake hands, because last night I was on my fast cake hands thinking, oh, for fuck's sake, I've got to speak to Jamie tomorrow and I've got to come clean. But it's about that. It's about being honest about it. I knew last night, as I put six miniature heroes away, that actually I could go and have four eggs. Right? I could have four scrambled eggs. But no, I wanted... And, and look, I don't beat myself up. You know why? Because I'm human. I'm 45. And actually, I'm in a better position and a better condition than I was six years ago when I was a BFC. And that's the bit which I want people to understand that, look, we can't all be Jamie Alderton, right? We can't all be Brad Burton, Richard Branson, Elon Musk. And what you've got to start doing is comparing your life to you. Are you a better version of you now than you was back then? And that's, honestly, you've seen the pictures of me, Jamie. I've shown you before. And, you know, I'm embarrassed. I look like a fat zombie. You go onto Google, YouTube, BBC, Working Lunch, Brad Burton, and look at that. I am unrecognisable. Live on television, sat there, Huffing and puffing. You can't, I, I even sound like this because I'm a big fat cunt, right? You know, my voice has all changed. Unrecognisable. And that was down to decisions. Nobody forced me to have KFC. Love KFC, by the way. Chicken gravy, large chips, right? And you know what one of the worst ones is when I look back, Jamie? This is, this is like devastating this, but I'll share it with you because there might be a few secret eaters on here, right? I used to go to McDonald's when I was on the road, and I was on the road four times a week. So I'd go probably once, twice a week. Right? I'd go to McDonald's, and I'd have a double sausage and egg McMuffin meal, right, with an hash, extra hash brown, and a single sausage and egg McMuffin meal, and a fucking cappuccino with an extra shot, like whatever. I was in for 1,800 calories before 9 o'clock. And then you're scratching your head thinking, well, the doctor's turned around saying, you know, you've got type 2 diabetes. And I'm like, ah, puzzled. Puzzled as to how this came about. Fucking idiot. Honest. Dickhead. But, it, but it's easy, it's easy to do, you know. Well, it's not, no, no, it's not, Jamie. Though. It's not, it's not, Jamie. It's not easy to do. It's not easy to fucking keep putting that away. And I tell you something, it's all fun and games, all this shit, until it starts becoming all fun and games. Now I'm not on any medication. I've managed to sort it through diet, which is good, right? But when I see people who just continue and continue and continue to walk themselves into this medical fucking stroke or a heart attack. You just scratch your head thinking this is for, but I don't think anyone believes it's going to happen to them. And that exactly. applied to me. But that's the exact thing, you know. Something that I say all the time, and it's a great quote, is that, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. But you don't value that ounce of prevention until, mm. you know, and, until suddenly it's too late. And, you know, you know, and that's you know, it. It'll never happen know, to me. Oh, and I'll tell you something. It's funny because um, one of the things, a sentence that changed your life, and this is what I talk to people about this and, and and when i was going through all this i think i was i was three stone heavier than i am now like 107 kilo and i think i'm 93 or something like that now or 92 whatever but nonetheless it's like my wife said to me um i understand how we got here and what i mean by that is that we was we was close to getting divorced the business was messed up i was three stone over overweight i got type 2 diabetes i'd had a nervous breakdown and I tell you something, I've looked at that whole, it took me like three years to get myself back to normal, right? As normal as Brad gets. And you look at that whole thing there, but it took me three years to get fixed, but it took me 40 years to get to that point, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, and, and I always ask this question when people find themselves in a shit situation in their life, do you understand how you got here? Because so many people don't 
And what ends up happening, Jamie, is people autopilot through their life and those minutes become hours, those hours become days, those days become weeks, those weeks become months, those months become years, those years become a life. And you end up in a place that you don't want to be. You know, when I go in my car and I go and speak at the venue, I go and put in my postcode and, and, and I'll, I'll drive to the venue in Bosch. Every single day, people get up and they've got autopilot on in their lives. Forget about the car. You wouldn't get in your car and just make your way to, to, to Portsmouth and just try to find someone. You'd actually know where, where you're going and rough idea. People don't know where they're going. They don't know where they're going. And that implies to me, by the way, let me just be quite clear here, being all clever and hoity-toity at 45. I didn't know where the fuck I was going. I was thought that what success was, was making a load of money. Now, I ended up with it. Success, I was fucking ill. But what we end up doing in our life is chasing the next thing. So we get a 40 inch television, we get a, then we want a 16 television, ah, then an 80, then a 100. Then what we need, I've got a friend of mine, got a friend of mine, he's got an 8 million pound property over in uh, Mayfair. Uh, just going through divorce, he might as well be a fucking 4 million pound by the time he's finished, right? And there's a valuable, valuable point there. So when I go down there and he says, oh, Brad, come downstairs to the, uh, to the basement, he's not a serial killer. To my knowledge, so goes downstairs, turns on the fucking lights, bink, 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 it's like some out of Fast and Furious. These lights, he has got himself a uh, a fucking forty seat cinema, forty seat cinema, right, a forty foot screen. I was a mate of mine, and I said to him, I said, um, he said, fucking hell, Steve. He said, do you want a game of FIFA? Not really, but oh, I'll, have, I'll have a quick go of it. I said, you know what you need now, Steve? He said, what's that? I said, thirty eight fucking mates and a good divorce lawyer. You know, <laughs> people get it all twisted. And this dozy twat has spent all his fucking his work building this thirty million pound scaffolding business to then get a fucking forty you know forty foot cinema of which he's genuinely only got fucking five mates, to then be going through a divorce. So so often in life we end up like build you know we're in a rush to build our Jenga tower and we end up building it all wobbly as fuck. And actually you know I mean I don't know what your views are on fucking Rich Pina, but that's a good example of it. Somebody was just so obsessed with fucking making being the best and the biggest they could be, that he ended up fucking causing his Jenga tower to collapse. Same principle. And I had that with my life, is that when I ended up with it with success, I ended up burning myself out in pursuit of some shit so the neighbours would go, fucking hell, Brad's doing all that for himself. And actually where I'm at right now, as we talked online, offline before, which I'm sure you captured, as you said, is I'm content. I'm yeah. content as fuck. And I think that's the bit that people need to find, that content or significance, as you mentioned earlier. Yeah, and I obviously want to talk about that because a lot something that I spoke about is a lot of people are trying to, you know, you know they need to do more. But then you get to a, 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 an end of the scale and I've been there when, you know, literally I had probably gone through the same kind of thing, a little bit of a breakdown, you know, temporarily separated from my wife, you know, went through... Oh, whoa, whole... whoa, whoa, I didn't know this. Is, is this. are you back on now? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was uh, 2016. When I opened up season two of, of this podcast, I, I, I spoke all about it and mm. it, it comes down to that scale where you, you do too much, and yeah. then you need to take your foot off the gas, and but you don't know how much is too much until it's too late. And then suddenly mm. it's like something snaps, and you're like, "Whoa, okay." So you're learning from these experiences, and it, you know, as much as someone can tell you about this, as much as me and Brad can say, you know, this, that, and the other, you've really got to listen to other people, or just wait for it to happen to you, and and, mm. hope, and hope for the best. But you can get a recovery, yeah. But we're very fortunate the fact that you know we did come out on the other side. As you said, with someone like Rich Piano, he, yeah. he, unfortunately, he's, he's dead. So he, he paid the ultimate <laughs> price for Absolutely. that. Absolutely. For that success, he was sick. Success. Now, I'll tell you something. When I unraveled, right, back in the day, my priorities, right, my priorities, and anyone who's there, grab your fucking pen now because this is going to change everything. My priorities back then were business, number one, family, number two, health, number three. So I ended up, with his fucking type 2 diabetes, a nervous breakdown, and, and 
close to losing my fucking family, but I've got a multi-million pound business. Well, that's fucking great. So as a result of that, I have the great thing about a deconstruction is you get to rebuild yourself differently. So as a result of that, I'm now, I swear, this is absolutely true. My, my priorities are one health, two family, three business. And I tell you something, I'm making more money as a result of it. Like genuinely, I've taken that pressure off me because what we end up getting into, we're all into hustling and fucking grinding and doing, you know, 14 hour days and this, that, and other 16 hour days. And actually it's not about input, it's about output. And I'm getting much better at getting less out of more. And, and I think that's as you become that expert, you realize the nips and the tucks that can avoid burning yourself out and actually start getting more efficiency out of everything that you do. And I want to add to that, Brad, as well, because that's perfectly numbered. Um, and a lot of people might go, well, hang on a minute. Surely family should be before, you know, family, then health. <laughs> and then, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people, this is what a lot of people do. They get that yeah. wrong. And yeah. it's that quote, you can't serve others from an empty vessel. If you put your family before your own health, guess what? Who's going to be mm-hmm. looking after you when you fall ill of health? Correct. And I've, I have seen this before. I've seen, you know, I, I've seen people in their 40s having to care for their mothers, their fathers mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. haven't mm-hmm. looked after themselves, who have actually put their kids before them for 30 for 40 years thinking that that was a good thing to do when now they become a burden on of course uh, they become a burden on because they haven't looked after themselves and it's so important to put your own gas mask on first before being able, because you're going to be able to help your you're going to be there for your family longer you're yep. going to be more energetic more Absolutely. focused and that is why you should always put your own health first but but you, but you know what and, and listen i can understand right when you go on to social media right people are just looking at pictures of fucking bugattis the reality is i did one yesterday of me picking up a fucking poo bag right that's the reality of i did picking up two fucking poo bags and me, me labradoodle tyson and um, true story people expect me to have a big fuck off rottweiler i've got a fucking daft labradoodle <laughs> but but you know but people get it all twisted and they think that business is sorry money and business that's what success is well i am telling you right now right here's where i'm at here's where i'm at with this i've got a five-bedroom house over in somerset and i wanted and this is true i wanted a 10-bedroom mansion I went to a 10-bedroom mansion with these fucking sweeping staircases. And what would happen is my wife would come down in the Givenchy dress. I'd come down in the Hugo Boss suit looking at each other. Let me tell you something about my wife. She looks like a fucking Polish car valetor. All she wears is tracky bottoms all day long and goes to the gym. She isn't ever going to wear a fucking dress, let alone a Givenchy one. I'd go to the fucking front door. Somebody opened the door. And uh, all the guests would come in looking at me and looking at the high ceilings. Oh, Brad, look what you've achieved. Look what you've achieved. What a load of fucking shit. Let me tell you, I've got a five-bedroom house. I've got one room that I don't go in. Now, if I'd realised my dream and worked really fucking hard, I'd have six rooms that don't go in. We end up chasing this shit because of fucking Instagram or whatever, right? And I'm telling you something. Start comparing your life to you. Start comparing your life. And we think that it's all about... I was Do you know Gauchos, the steak place? Yeah. Right, I fucking love Gauchos, right? Yes. <laughs> and uh, I love Gauchos. There you go, fucking advert break. Um, so I'm there with a mate of mine. And I'm, we're having this steak, fucking 35 sheets a piece, right, for the fucking steak. I, I think you get a free PlayStation with it. What? It's, <laughs> right? it's nuts. So we're having this steak. And, it, and I said to him, he's got a two million quid business. I said, oh, fucking well done. Working class lad. Bum, bum. I said, oh, well done. He said, oh, yeah, but I'm not stopping here. I said, well, what are you doing? He said, I'm going for a 10 million pound business. I'm working for it towards a 10 million. I said, oh, that's fucking great. Huh? I said, why is that? He said, well, you know, so I can get the nice things in life for my family. Said, oh, that's that's so. So tell me what you know from a lad, a working class lad from fucking Barnsley, who's got a two million quid business. What, what would a ten million pound business get you that a two million pound wouldn't? Well, you know the nice things. So I fucking just looked at him and said, no, don't tell me specifically. Well, you know, I said, listen, you dozy twat, you've got no idea why you're doing it, have you? 
And he just went, fuck. He put his, his, his knife and fork down. He went, his head was battered. I said, look, I said, this is the problem that you've got. I said, you've got a five-year-old kid now and you're working your bollocks off to go and get this 10 million pound business for some fucking daft unattainable goal or some attainable goal for what purpose? To get the nice things in life. You've got your family there. Why don't you go and take your kids to Disney fucking world rather than fanning about doing this? And anyway, he changes it. It doesn't, and let me, let me be quite clear here, right? This doesn't mean don't be ambitious, right? I want you to be ambitious. I want you to be driven, but I want you to be happy. And when that drive and that ambition starts causing you to be unhappy, that's when people have found the level. And I found my level, Jamie. I have found my fucking level, right? And I think that's why I've got contentment because I'm no longer pushing for this 10-bedroom fucking house or the fucking dickhead car that I don't really want because all I end up doing is fucking taking corners too fast and beeping at birds that I shouldn't be doing. Do you see what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. <clears throat> no, but you do, you put yourself in these daft situations for no fucking good reason. Exactly. And, you know, I think gratitude is such a, an important thing that people don't practice. But also, you know, the great, if I, if I could honestly look back at the last few months at the the most contented times the happiest times mm. i've been um the last few weeks um you know we've just stopped now because it's been getting a bit too cold but i've been taking my um, five-year-old daughter eliza down to the beach to watch the sunrise fucking and amazing on a saturday um she loves it and we walk down we walk down about goosebumps you know, there yeah, we go quarter to eight quarter to eight and i'm 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 watching it with her literally you know paddling in the water and you're like how much would you know how much would someone pay right now for this experience oh, but, but 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 hang about hang about this is the thing i've just took a photograph of my goosebumps i'm going to send it to you afterwards right so listen here's the thing is that but what happens is some fucking dickhead who's hustling and grinding would be looking at that and go, fucking idiot well you can make more money i'm telling you something every single and this is this is this is 45 years of of experience coming to one fucking point now right i'm gonna i'm gonna share with you something that will blow your fucking head off right what's gonna come next if you delete the fucking rest i am gonna share with you this fucking thing now and i've realized this in the recent time <clears throat> which is every single decision that we make in life, right, whether it's to go to gym, whether it's to get in some new shoes, buy a new house, get married, have babies, whatever we do, every single decision, get a new job, get a promotion, every single decision that we are doing, we're doing to make us happy, right? Happy, 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 happy. And when those decisions start making you unhappy, you just found your level. But what we end up doing, we end up confusing fun with happy. All right. So just think about that. Every decision that we're doing, we, we make we, every. I, I, I'd love someone to say, "Well, that's, that's bollocks," because I, I, every decision we do is to make us happy. But what we end up doing is fun. I.e., doing fucking three quarter of a fucking bottle of whiskey in a night, going fucking lap dancing or whatever shit you want to get up to. Yeah, you know that stuff, right? Or you want to go and get some coke or whatever shit you want to go and fucking do, right? You're confusing fun with happy, and fun doesn't move you forward. Happy does. I'm telling you something. When you're making decisions. Right. This is the other thing about decision making. People under stress don't make great decisions. Now, if you go back to what I said before, that your success or failure in life and where you end up is going to be defined by your ability to make decisions. What more success? Make better decisions. And when people are stressed out, they don't make great decisions. And that's why we end up in bad places. So what when you're stressed out to fuck, the idea is to make no fucking decisions that are going to fund decisions that are going to keep you in that fucking bad stress. Are going to keep you in a bad place. And I've realized that, that actually every decision that I make is about happy. And I used to confuse fun with happy. And they end up in a fucking mess. That's the reality of it, Jamie. 
a lot of people have that I mean they don't have that balance there of understanding no. a lot of things and it's either too much or too little and something I always say is just trying to find that scale of where they currently are so they yeah. know honestly when when to take the foot off the gas and when to put it down and you ex- you explained something that was really interesting about expert race and race obviously yes. meaning something would you mind yeah. talking about that Brad? Um, so, so people say that, oh, I just appeal to small business owners. Well, I don't, apart from JCB Bentley and so forth, right? And I speak, probably the highest book fucking speaker uh, in, in the UK. I'm certainly one of the most rebuilt ones. Now, when I first started out as a speaker, in fact, if you go back to me, uh, when I was three stone heavier and I looked like a fat zombie, you know, one of the things that I say, is you can't trust a fat motivational speaker, Right? And I'm being fucking serious and people kick right off. Oh, I'll get them all on it. It's brilliant, Jamie. Fucking great when I put that out there. But it's fucking true. It's like trying to trust a skin IFA. It doesn't fucking add up. So one of the things I've done is I, I was told that I couldn't become a motivational speaker. Like genuinely. People fucking laughed at me and said, you've got no chance, right? So over the course of the last six, seven, eight years, I've had to work to this point. So if you just if people are listening, grab the pen and write this down. It's race. So you've got R, A, C, and E. The R stands for reputation. The A stands for assets. The C stands for credibility. The E stands for experience. Now, I'm going to break this down. So if you look at me as a speaker, I've got a reputation. I've got a reputation. People have heard of me. Um, and, you know, I, I just, I'm known for being the UK's number one motivational business speaker. It says so on my fucking website. But I am known for it. And you go and Google the UK's number one and you'll find fucking 40, 50, 60 pages on Google about that. Now, I made that happen. I made that happen. And we can get into that maybe later. Then I've got assets, my photographs, high quality photographs. I've got a wonderful showreel and blah, blah, blah. My credibility, I've got quotes from the guy, uh, from the guys, from fucking, uh, from the Costa managing director or Zero managing director or Theopathetis. I've got these quotes. I've got proper credibility. And I experienced, I've spoke over 2,000 times in public professionally. So when I first started out, on a scale of one to 10, each of these, my reputation, when I first started out as a speaker, one. Assets, one. Credibility, one. Uh, experience, one. Now, you look fast forward now to fucking eight, nine years, whatever I've been doing this thing. My reputation is 10. My assets, 10. My credibility is 10. My experience is 10. So anyone looking externally will be able to look at me and go, that is why I'm that. Now, if I would have contacted Costa six years ago, oh, yeah, I'm a motivational speaker. Can I come and speak to you? And it, what did they do? They'd go fucking, oh, send us your stuff and they'd go in the fucking bin. Same goes for Jamie Alderson. You know, you wasn't always this good-looking, handsome lad. Let me be quite clear where you always was, you know, fairness. But you was a big fat cunt at BFC, right? You go back, you was. And actually, somewhere along the way, if you'd have contacted Grenade back in the day when you was that big fat rotund guy, the Pillsbury Doughboy, and said, listen, I'm interested in what they've done. Yeah, sounds great, that. Yeah, come back to us, send us your stuff. You never heard anything. And over time, you and this reputation, sorry, this expert race uh, works for any field. And you... Your reputation in your field is massive. Your assets, come on, come on. Magazine covers. It's easy to get a second magazine cover. Your credibility experience, boom. That is what makes you an expert, Jamie. And anyone, and this is what people get frustrated. Someone could have the same look as you, right? But without the reputation, without the fucking experience, they ain't got the credibility. So you could have somebody who, you know, but they've just not done all the, they've tried to skip the steps. So, so you could have technically someone who's got a photograph that looks as good as you, but he's not you, he's not got the star power. He's not got all the fucking following, he's not got all the videos, he's not, do you see? And people get this wrong. People say, oh, it's all right for Brad, what, he goes and gets paid 10 grand or whatever for going to speak for 45 minutes. 
<laughs> let me tell you something. They pay me that 45 fucking minutes. They pay me for the 2,000 times that I got up and I didn't fucking want to and I was scared. That's what they're paying into. Expert so, race. So with that, Brad, I mean, obviously people say, okay, so I want to now focus on becoming an expert. How do I go about building up my reputation, ad- assets and credibility? And I, and I know it's different for every no, 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 industry, no, I get it. I get it. but just where, so, would, where would someone start like right now to well, say, right? I, I, it's a good one. So you see that whole thing here in the reputation, assets, credibility, and experience. In my world, reputation is down to what people say about me when I'm not there. My assets are my photographs, my showreel, blah, 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 blah. My credibility is what the high-level people have said about me and my experiences have spoke over 2,000 times. This will work for any any field. You've just got to find what your you know what these things are with it. But what I would say is assess yourself first and foremost before you actually end up with a situation where uh, you need to assess yourself, what your peers would look at you. In your world, Jamie, reputation, assets, credibility, experience, let's break it down. Be really fucking honest there. In terms of the UK bodybuilding scene, forget global, UK bodybuilding scene, reputation, scale of one to 10. So reputation is always going to be based on results. Um, and I would say like reputation is based, I mean, from a body from a bodybuilder, from a personal trainer perspective, reputation is all about have you managed to get results with, a, you know, have you managed to solve people's problems? Essentially, if we're looking from a business perspective, regardless of its bodybuilding, regardless of whatever it is, have you got someone results? You know, yep. that comes down to reputation because that is what people are talking about. If you pay that person money, that person will get you what you pay for, essentially. Yep. That is your reputation. And then assets is, you know, how- Answer, you- the, answer the conversation, scale of one to 10 in the UK bodybuilding. Listen, if you want, I'll fucking tell you, right? Fucking reputation for Jamie Alderton is a 10. In this world, you are, you, you know, it doesn't get any fucking better in the UK. Your assets, your photographs, you flying, the fucking front covers, the, the videos, assets, 10, your credibility, look at your, you're involved in grade as you are, but, but, but fucking, come on, 10, your experience, you've done it, you have transformed from this big fat fucker into the guy that you are now. So you, you, you've done it. So your reputation in your field is 40. Now, if, however, you now start going to the pharmaceutical world and start, you know, want to be a, a fucking sales rep for a pharma company, then that reputation, that's that race score doesn't work there. So you've got to be an expert within your field for this race thing to work. Same goes for me. Me being the UK's number one motivational business speaker for businesses, great. If I were to go into the computer games industry, nobody knows who I fucking am. You know, we, we could we could go down a massive rabbit hole here by asking like, how would you transition between it? But I think <laughs> a, a lot of things are, you know, transferable. Yeah, quite easily transitionable. And what I mean yeah. by that is, I mean, for example, I'll give you a perfect example of this, is a lot of soldiers, for example, leave the army, marines, navy, air force, whatever, having done 20 years of service, having got a very high ranking and having obviously become an expert in their field because they've yeah. got 20 years experience. And a lot of problems that a lot of ex-soldiers have is that they go from that top of the expert field Wow. down to nothing because that reputation is nothing in civilian street of that course. they have no assets anymore because those assets mm. are based on you know a, a business doesn't want to know that you've done two operational tours of uh Iraq. but you know but but jamie for, for someone like me i fucking do because i get that because yeah. i understand i can see the thing behind the thing if you've done that you know you've got courage under fire you know, you can deal with fucking high pressure situations and you can deal with decisions and this is what uh the fucking 
military and civic street need to get into and it's something actually jamie that maybe you and i can fucking get into that and actually not now but do a podcast <laughs> yeah. relating to it no, but i'm serious because i actually think you know we've got the right keys here is that somewhere along the way that discipline that you've you've learned over time you managed to maintain that discipline and i think that anyone uh you, I, I associate with lots of former soldiers and i tell you something you know they've got that discipline and if they've dealt with life and death situations that they have done and life and death decisions, then any fucking business decision is like fucking water for ducks back, regardless of how heavy or weighty it is. Yeah, definitely. And it's something that I have wanted to get into purely because is a lot of soldiers have a lot. And this is based on my mistakes. You know, when I left, I chased the money. You know, I, I went and spent all of my... As a soldier, you get enhanced learning credits, and I spent yeah. all of mine on IT qualifications because. Did you really? Well, yeah, because I searched, I you know what was the best paying jobs, so amazing. I basically just went and got qualifications because I oh. wanted to earn lots. You know, I wanted yeah, to earn yeah, a good wage. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. And that was the worst thing that I could do because mm. it wasn't what I wanted. Was good at. Jamie, it's not the worst thing you could have done with it, but nonetheless, I get the point. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> you know, can you imagine me trying to fix computers? <laughs> no, but but hang about. But hang on, you look at an alternate world, that may have happened. And this is what I think this is a really interesting point. Really interesting point is that somewhere along the way, something changed that meant that you did not become Jamie Alderton, the IT manager. Right? Somewhere along the way, decisions that I made meant I didn't become Brad Burton, the guy who was in prison. Do you see what I'm saying? We're all this like fucking, we're all like a sandpit here that we can do what we want with it. And we're not on rails, none of us. Right? And, and it's never too late to change direction. I'm living proof of that. I didn't start a business until I was 31. 30 fucking one. I've done four years on benefits. Four years on fucking benefits. I mean, I just, inconceivable. That was a different guy. And the same goes for you. Is that somewhere along the way, you made decisions. Let's just reverse up where I started. Is that your success or failure will be defined by your ability to make decisions. Want more success, make better decisions. And I don't give a fuck, right? If you listen to this right now, you say, well, I can't because shut up. Yes, you can. And I always ask this question when it comes to making decisions. Two things here. When I walked out of my job, 2004, £25,000 in debt. Uh, it was like three or four days before Christmas. The wife was fucking furious. Now, I just wanted to go back. She said she wanted me to go and get a proper job, at least you know where you stand, right? I want you to just to think, go back to a chemistry school now, uh, school class, and then you went to get a tripod with a beaker of cold water on, put the Bunsen burner underneath, and you start turning that heat up. That water starts to go from cold to warm, to hot, to boiling point. Just as it's about to boil over, that term is called perturbation. Perturbation. So when you're perturbed, I'm going to go and leave this fucking job. I'm, I'm going to have me notice on a Monday. And then Sunday night comes, you're watching Last of the Summer Wine, and you're going, oh, well, I'll probably just wait for another six months. And, and then you end up six months down the line waiting for a round of redundancies, and you stay in these fucking dickhead positions that you don't want to be because you're scared of what might happen. And I'll tell you something. What I've had to do throughout my life is I've, I've had to turn up the heat on my decisions. I've had to turn up the heat on my decisions because if it had been left to, to my wife crying in front of me, telling me you're going to you know, ruin this family on your, your insistence on, on running a business, I would, I would have been still fucking working on 18 grand a year. So somewhere along the way, if you are listening to this, you need to turn up the fucking heat on your decisions because whilst you get your strongest, because the longer you run from these problems is the weaker you become. Yeah, definitely. And it's kind of the same situation with me. I'd, I'd still be working abroad in a job you know it was well paid but i hated what i was doing and it wasn't until yeah. i was made redundant and forced nice. into following my passion that is what where i where i am today gotcha uh, if that hadn't if someone hadn't actually made that decision for me by making me redundant i would have still been in the same position and you know it, it's something that i say all the time i would have been 
stuck in exactly what you said there. Just but you like... know what, Jamie? <laughs> About the time you fucked off, you got made redundant. I got binned. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I right. was I was outraged. I was just like, how? <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> and it was the best thing that ever happened to me. So it's and that like... and that and that applies and that applies to me getting shot at. Right? I almost owed the fucking gunman a fucking pint because I'm, I'm telling you, like the worst day of my fucking life, without question, without question, and it happened to be the best thing that ever happened to me. And like, you know, everything happens for a reason, and it sometimes doesn't make any sense until it's in your rearview fucking mirror. Uh, many many years later incredible brad Brad, i, I could i could literally chat to you i mean we could easily turn this into a <laughs> a, 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 a mega cast but um no no a, let's call a, it a any date. kind of parting words of wisdom um, yeah i just wanna... I, just, I just i just want people to understand that this you know when we talked about this whole thing here about uh, your priorities being health family and business or your drive you know it doesn't mean don't be as i said ambitious don't be driven but you've got to be happy and when that drive starts causing you to be unhappy, then you've just found your level. We can't all be Elon Musk. And I, and I mean that in the nicest possible way, because we're all told that we can be, you know, you, especially in today's fucking world, circular races, everyone's getting a fucking, you know, a, a participation medal. You know, just be you. Fucking be you. And that applies to me, because every step of the way I was told that I had to kind of not be me and I had to mute my own brilliance, you know, the thing that I am, which is a little bit sweary, a little bit out there, I was told when I was in a career, I couldn't be me. And actually, the point when I actually started taking control of my life and my focus was when, uh, you know, when I started doing it my way, not the way that people had said. And one of the questions that I asked back in uh, 2016 um, was now what? I asked that question. And if you're listening to this right now, I want you to ask that question to you. Now what? Because fundamentally, your success or failure is going to be defined by your decisions, good ones and bad ones. Want more success? Make better decisions. Stop blaming fucking Trump. Stop blaming Theresa May and her robot dancing. Stop blaming Brexit. Stop blaming being locked in a coal shed. Stop blaming having a face like a potato. Stop blaming coming from... Stop fucking blaming and start taking control of your own actions. Stop whining. Start fucking winning. And it starts today. Incredible, Brad. Where can people find out more about you and what you've got going on and what have you got going on over the next few months? Yeah, my next big event is uh, January the 31st. Every single um, quarter we run Now What uh, events, Now What Live, and it's over in uh, Aston Villa Football Club. So just Google nowwhat.biz and you'll find all about that. My books are all on Amazon. Uh, and then also... Um, I'm just looking at that, that, that URL, it's not working. <laughs> so go to bradburton.biz, that's the key to it. Go to bradburton.biz and you'll find everything you need to do there. I've got my Brad Camp where I train, teach people, you've been on it, teach people to become uh, speakers, uh, yes, better speakers. Yeah. Incredible, uh, ca- highly recommend yeah, it. Good stuff. So a Brad Camp I run, uh, Cards on the Table, which is my new thing, which I won't bother getting into. Now what is my, um, my motivational uh, day? So if you like this, Come and get bradded up for a day and now what? Go to bradburton.biz. Check out all my book. Everything you need is at bradburton.biz. And listen, love to connect with you on uh, uh, Instagram and also Twitter. But bradburton.biz, go and Google me. And I'd love you guys to connect and feedback as to how you found this. Even if you think of a complete twat, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll put everything in the show notes there as well, Brad. But as with every podcast, I finish with the same quote, and it's what you put in your body affects how you look and how you feel, and what you put in your head affects what you think and what you do. And today, you have been filling your heads with me, Jamie Alderton, and Mr. Brad Burton. Brad, thank you ever so much for coming on the Mindset with Muscle podcast today. Jamie, you know what? I'm not a drug dealer. <laughs> Anymore. Yay, got it right. <laughs> we did it. <laughs>
Lower the lights down. Hand over my crown. Hand over my heart. I do this for my town. I do this for my crowd. So turn me up real loud. My time. My time. None of you people can tell me to stop. Yeah. So what are you afraid of? Those feelings are made.